Hi, I'm Alex, and I'm super. She is super, and I am natural today. And oh. I will be the Dr. Junkie. You are definitely well, you're, a junkie. You're going to have to be a junkie ninja. Junkie ninja. Dr. Junkie ninja. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And we are the Supernatural, supernatural junkies. junkies. Coming at you. Good news, everyone. What? We have a new channel called the Supernatural Junkies on Rumble. That's amazing. What? How do they find us on Rumble? Well, first of all, instead of searching for videos, search for channels. Look up Supernatural Junkies, and there we are. That's awesome. You guys got to check it out. God bless you guys. Episode of the Supernatural Junkies here, and of course we have Dr. Kevin Stillwagon. He still gets to be super today. Dennis is over there thinking about what he wants to be today. I'll just be natural again. And, and I'm just missing Alex because these intros are way better when she does. Yeah, she does a better job than us, that's for sure. Yeah, well we were telling on her, she's got a little event this weekend, so she was like maybe three brains like that big in one room. Maybe one more isn't necessary. <laughs> but uh, we're excited today. We got Dr. Kevin still waving back. We're talking about the this title of this episode is The Next Pandemic. And you'll really see, we kind of laid that out in the last episode, that our Bible is specifically telling us that there is going to be more pandemics. Of course, that's Luke 2, uh, verse 11, uh, Revelation 6, and then verse 8. And it specifically talks about pestilence. And so we can see here that we have Fauci, Gates, Walensky. All these people are saying that this is going to be another pandemic. And you can see here that this response, I mean, we have all just looked at each other, shaking our heads, and we're figuring out how in the world did we just throw out all logic and everything out the window. And we also say, you know, hey, how did the United States of America, very people would, few people would argue that America has the best medical system in the world. How do we score closer to 30th in the world by our response? Because right. what? Political came oh, in. Oh, absolutely. Right? And, and we have our television sets um, convincing us of things that That's are just right. ridiculous and, and the capitulation of the doctors. And so right. it's really exciting to see uh, Dr. Kevin here. And I'll give, we give you a little brief uh, bio here again. Um, first of all, he is a chiropractor, comes from a famous family, the Stillwagon family. So he, he, he did the double role, though. He was a pilot and also a chiropractor for a while. And uh, he also wrote a book. We're going to talk about some of those components of book called The Silent Killers, talking about medical freedom and specifically about how some of the vaccines have really been used to, to hurt people right. and really undermine uh, humanity and health. And so you're going to see that this is exactly what we need to hear, because if we have another pandemic coming, and that's always probably going to be true one way or the other, the question is, who do we trust? And what we're trying to tell you is that you need to trust your body and that ultimately God created your body, that it is the temple of the Holy Spirit, 
And Dr. Kevin really did a great job last time of talking about how natural immunity is unbelievable. Right. And how it can absolutely protect us, how there's so many moving parts, and the whole idea of just a little antigen, if you will say antibody, that's only a small part right. of, of what our body does to defend ourselves. So this time I thought we would go ahead and get into um, more about the pandemic and vaccines. And so when you wrote the book, um, The Silent Killers, and I know that this, what kind of caused you to see this? I mean, you said your family, you know, they didn't really take vaccines even right. back then. Right. Well, that's, that's what prompted me to do all of the research that I did on vaccines because I had known, you know, classmates that I went to grade school and junior high and high school with, and most of them had been vaccinated, and I wasn't. And I wanted to determine really the... Uh, the pathophysiological reasons behind that, what was really going on. And so I dove deep into what's in these vaccines, these shots that are called vaccines, what do they do to the body, and uh, what are the implications of that? And so what really scared me the most was the genetic implications mm. of what these shots are doing to your body. Oh, yeah. And we're messing around with with God's fingerprint. Yes. God's way that he designed the human body. It's all written in the DNA. Mm -hmm. And when you start to mess with that, you're asking for serious serious trouble. Now we do know and this has been shown that that the 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 message that's in this covid shot, it's it's a it's a message to make a protein. We already know and we've shown that that can get integrated into the human DNA, okay? Now, are you talking about that, um, the Lund University uh, Epoch Times article? Correct. Yeah. That's Correct. easy to look up, folks. The Epoch Times covered that. It's a Swedish study from Lund University. Mm -hmm. And so what they're doing is uh, there's, there's an enzyme that's in our cells called reverse transcriptase that's able to take the genetic material that's in that virus particle and transcribe it back into uh, DNA. And it can become a permanent part of the DNA. Yeah. And what this means is that every time that particular cell line that's been affected, every time that particular cell line is going to make a new cell, then that that DNA is going to be part of that cell in that particular cell line in that human body for the rest of that person's life. Okay, mm. so their body has been changed. What's really scary about it though is that if it is a sperm cell or an egg cell that's affected by this and that information gets integrated into the genome then it is going to be translated and every single cell of that human body that's going to come out from that union of the sperm and egg, every single cell of that body is going to have that genetic information in it. Yes. And that will pass on to the next generation and to the generation after that. So now it has become a permanent part of the human genome. And you were saying about how if, if we're producing, if our future cells produce these pathogens, and I know that article talked about how 
now these liver cells were actually producing these spike proteins and then right. these mm -hmm. spike proteins are on the surface of the liver cells well anything that again remotely looks like this all of a sudden what it the body attacks itself and that's what an autoimmune response is right mm -hmm. and so but it it gets it gets a little scarier than that even because when when it becomes part of the human body now um, a similar pathogen is going to look like self and so the body will not attack it so here's here's what got me interested in this whole idea so doc are we talking about the cytokine storm are we talking about something like that no this is this is something that's totally different now this this gets a little deep uh, but you need to kind of follow me here so um, there was a, a study that was done recently where you know how everybody not everybody but most people have submitted their spit to uh, places like 23andMe and Ancestry.com because, right. because they were interested in what their DNA, uh, their DNA was and, and their uh, ethnicity and where they came from and blah 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 that's, that's, all, that's all fun and that's all good but that information was sold to other places like China Nice. And it was sold to other scientists that are doing research. And so one of the research projects that came out of this was this. They wanted to see if there was anything genetic in these people that submitted their spit. They, they did a survey, and they asked these people, what was your experience with COVID? Did you have severe symptoms? Did you have moderate symptoms? Were you hospitalized? Okay, it was a very in-depth survey. I remember taking it myself because... I was actually one of these people that submitted my spit because I wanted to see what my heritage was. But anyway, long story short, what came out of this was these scientists found nine specific genomic sequences that are in people. And if they had these genomic sequences, these are the people that developed severe COVID symptoms. Oh, really? Okay, even some apparently healthy people. Mm. Okay, so people ask me all the time, well, you know, if it's only the severely comorbid people that are in danger, why is it that every once in a while you see a person that was apparently healthy mm. that got really, really sick from COVID? Well, the answer is because they were genetically predisposed. Exactly. Okay. Now, here's the big, deep question. How did those genomic sequences get in there? Vaccines. Exactly, mm -hmm. Dennis. Mm -hmm. That's how they got in there. Mm -hmm. And I started doing some research on this to see and compare the genomic sequences of viruses and certain bacteria that are used in vaccines mm -hmm. and see if there are matches that occur in the human genome. And I did find that there are matches. And the matches I found were the hepatitis B, mm. uh, pertussis, rotavirus, homophilus influenza B, streptococcus pneumonia, the human papillomavirus, HIV. They're all in there. Now, the question is, did they get in there because of the vaccine or because of a natural infection? Hmm. We're going to have to do some deeper dives on that. We're going to have to take people like myself right. that have never been vaccinated. The pure bloods. The pure bloods and see if they have these genomic sequences in there. 
mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. Mm. My assumption is that it's going to be in the people that got most of these vaccines. So these genomic sequences are starting to show up in the human genome, and they are being passed on from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. Here's the danger. And this is where it gets really spooky. We already know that this Wuhan virus was manufactured in a laboratory, right? Right. Yeah. We know that. Mm-hmm. Because virus particles are not living things. And That's right. we have the ability to change those things. Mm-hmm. We've done that. Okay. So, if these genomic sequences show up in enough of the population, there could be nefariously somebody make a virus particle that has those genomic sequences in it and then purposely release that. Yes. And then what happens is if it's got some properties where it can be pathogenic, in other words, it's going to create problems in your body. It's going to create a disease process if you, mm-hmm. if you can't resist it. What happens is these people that have these genomic sequences in them, their bodies, their immune systems are not going to fight it off. They're going to recognize it as self. Yep. And so we could be setting ourselves up for a pandemic of biblical proportions. And I mean, Mm. it could really, really be a problem. And if... If depopulation is truly the agenda behind this, I oh, mean, yeah. Bill, Bill Gates is having wet dreams over this because this, this is what they're shooting for. They want to create a pandemic that's going to seriously start to depopulate the world. Now, I know we're talking about conspiracy now and, oh, that could never happen. But listen, the technology is there. Mm-hmm. They are able to do these types of things. No problem. And the, the bottom line is that you're taking things into your body that you don't know what they are. And the bottom right. line is he is telling you that this is a possibility. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that if you take something in and now it's too similar to you, now you can't fight it. Right. Whereas the cytokine storm is something comes into your body, it's similar to what you're doing, and then you have this autoimmune reaction and you attack your body. So it actually could create acceptability, uh, susceptibility on the far side. Sure. Sure, that's why Judy Mikovits was saying that uh, pleading with people not to take any more vaccines. That's right, because she's hit on a very important point here, because the the way they're going to get this thing into people Mm -hmm. is by convincing them to inject it, Yes, thinking that it's going to give them some protection. Yep. Okay? Yep. And that's where we really have to do our jobs. We have to convince people that the philosophy of doing this doesn't make any sense no, it's so because, broken. It's because so broken. It, it doesn't give you the protection that they're telling you that it does. It actually destroys that protection. And so creating this nefarious, you know, virus particle or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, call it a bioweapon, call it what you will, even if they've released it naturally, our bodies have the ability, the God-given ability using that cellular barrier that we talked about right, right. to keep these things out. They're yes. not going to affect people that are smart enough to stay healthy, mm-hmm. 
eat the proper foods, exercise, keep their vitamin D levels up, do everything that's necessary to keep that cellular barrier nice and strong. These people are not going to get affected unless they're convinced to inject it on purpose. Well, and they're making it mandatory. I mean, people are losing their jobs. You know, the ones that, you know, affected me the most is the single moms. I had three single moms in tears in my office, and I'm like, I am the only provider for my family. Yeah, right. Right? I don't have family in Mm -hmm. this area. And they ended up going, well, you know, what do I do here? Right? Right. And so it is, it affects you, you know, because you see that people get their arm twisted, you know? Well, it's, yeah, but that's, yeah. I know that there's an argument, you know, because we talked about this when we were putting the book together about the market of beasts and so forth. And the market of beasts had to be um, something that was voluntarily, you know, you know, you weren't coerced. And we felt that people were being coerced when it came down to this vaccine and, and having to take the vaccine for work. But this whole setup, like you just said, yeah. how we're you're talking at a point where we are in a point of time. But this was set up all the way back in 1986. Right. When they passed that the the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act that right. Ronald Reagan signed. Yep. Probably one of his FUPARs in office. But what what happened was that, that basically gave them va- immunity to um uh, what litigation. Correct. And the same thing they pulled forth with this emergency use authorization where they just sidestepped everything with this vaccine right. and how they did the old shell game with with the Pfizer vaccine, how they said Comirnaty was approved, and but and then they were still using the emergency use vaccine, yeah. and they're not getting. Re- why are we under an emergency use still at this point in time? Why is the pandemic no. still going on? The only reason why we're under emergency use is for the liability for these vaccines. Right. Otherwise, well, well, otherwise they 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 would have to remove um, the vaccine from the market at this now point. Now listen, I got to say something about liability right now because you're right. There is no liability for anybody involved, the manufacturer, the distributor, the doctor, the nurse, the person who actually pushes the plunger and shoves this stuff into your body. There is no liability unless there is something called willful misconduct. And I'm telling you guys, there is willful misconduct going on right now with this shot. Amen. Because we know that it causes myocarditis. Yes, absolutely. We know that. And I'm going to get into the, into the weeds on this, how it causes myocarditis and how this is so dangerous, especially for children. Mm-hmm. Okay. Before so, you go there, Doc, I was going to tell you, we did a little bit of an episode. We were talking about why Italy was doing so bad. Yeah. And it was because they had this huge vaccine campaign. And then they had one right before COVID got there that had seven different strains of right. stuff in it. Yep. And you're like, this is could be exactly why they set them up for responding to COVID. There, oh, was, there was a lot going on in northern Italy. It was a, a community of Bergamo, and a lot of people died there, and they really focused in on this one. And you're right, Doc. A lot of those people were elderly. That's the most elderly section of Italy. Mm. And they did get that that multivalent flu shot, which we know now, if you get that, it makes you more susceptible to getting COVID. Not only that, but that area of Italy does not fortify their foods with vitamin D. Mm. 
Hmm. And not only that, but it's one of the most highly uh, polluted, air polluted areas Hmm. in the world because of all of the textile manufacturing that's going along in there. And we already talked earlier in the last episode about the PM 2.5 particle Mm -hmm. that viruses tend to uh, clump onto. See? So they had all of these things going against them. Right. And that's why there was so much pestilence, as you call it. There was widespread death there. And what really made it bad was they locked them down and they told... The, the people the morticians that you know you can't come to work and so the body started piling up oh my goodness see yeah see hmm. see how that works yep made a good screenplay right yeah, yeah. exactly arthritis thing so um i'll go ahead and let you take it from there and how that was one of the big problems from the shots yeah and so we're talking about willful misconduct because they know it causes myocarditis they can see that and it's very clear in uh the cdc Figures. Anybody can look this up. The, the levels of myocarditis significantly increase after the second shot or booster shot. It's not necessarily the first shot that mm-hmm. is creating this problem. And there is a, a specific reason for that. It's called the complement cascade that occurs in your body. Now, I'll go through. It doesn't this. sound complimentary to it's me not, at this point. <laughs> the complement system is actually the heavy artillery of your immune system it's what the immune system calls out when it's having a hard time getting rid of a a specific infection that's normally a localized infection so when the complement system is activated it attracts numerous white blood cells to the area of the body that's having the problem and it's and it's hyper inflammatory and it's very destructive and it not only goes after the organism itself but it goes after the, uh, the cells that contain that organism or even the cells around it, and it causes tissue damage, hmm. okay? So let's talk about how this ties in with myocarditis. When you go in and, and you get a COVID shot, okay, what are you doing? You're injecting something into your body that is telling your body to make the spike protein, okay? So it's making billions of these spike proteins, and they're, they're circulating around in your bloodstream, and they're causing all kinds of problems, too, as yep. it's doing that. These, uh, these spike proteins are attaching themselves to what are called ACE2 receptors that line your blood vessels. Mm-hmm. Okay? The letters ACE stand for angiotensin-converting enzyme because mm-hmm. those ACE2 receptors are not just there to accept virus particles, they are there to control your blood pressure, Mm -hmm. okay? And so if they're all uh, gooped up with these virus particles, they are unable to control your blood pressure. And Mm. that's why some people, after they get the shot, their blood pressure goes out of control. Well, I think a lot of people got that, you know, was it 700 athletes that have dropped dead? I think the last total I saw. Yeah, we're gonna talk about exactly why that's happening. And so, there's a number one problem. You got a blood pressure issue. Number two, because the uh, the spike protein is attaching to the uh, ACE2 receptors, it's creating what's called a thrombus, okay, mm-hmm. which is an abnormal blood clot, mm, yep. okay. And so these spike proteins are also sticky, and they cause 
more coagulability of the blood. And so where this is happening in your, in your blood vessels, it, it gets worse and it builds up and the thrombus gets bigger, okay? And the body's uh, reaction to that is to try to break down that clot. Mm. Unfortunately, when the body breaks down this spike protein clot, it forms little fibrils that are made of amyloid-type materials that your body is unable to dissolve. Mm. So you've heard about these blood clots yeah, that are yes. coming out of people, these long, the, rubbery blood clots. Mm-hmm. This, we talked about those a little bit. And these yeah. are these are things that are coming out when they're doing um, autopsies like in embal- autopsies yeah. and embalming and mm-hmm. and they've even found these in some younger kids now even teenagers. I know so, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, this is not good. Okay, now we're we haven't even talked about the complement cascade yet. So you get the shot. You're making all of these billions of spike proteins that are flying around inside your body, doing all this damage. But in the meantime, your body is making antibodies against that spike protein so that the next time you get infected it will stop that organism that has the spike protein on it right it will attach to it and prevent it from uh, creating more problems that's what the antibody is designed to do okay not only that but it makes memory to rapidly rebuild those antibodies Okay. And that's, that's the body's normal response. That's what our immune system is supposed to do. But as we talked about, that takes time, right? That takes a couple of weeks. And so a couple of weeks after that, the levels of the antibodies will drop. That's normal. We never keep antibodies in our bloodstream all of the time. If we do, our blood would basically be sludge. It would be hmm. so thick that we wouldn't even be able to pump it. Mm-hmm. So it's the memory to remake those antibodies that are important, Remember not the cells. count of the antibodies. Right. Hmm. Fauci, you right. idiot. And I will call <laughs> him an idiot because that's what he is. So hey, he says, hey, don't be calling me an idiot. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so he says, oh, look at this. Your antibody levels have dropped. You don't have any protection anymore. So we got, yeah, exactly. So we got to get these antibody levels back up. So we want everybody to run out and get a booster shot. Yeah, keep on boosting, baby. Get those, get your booster shot. Get those (laughs) antibody levels back up there. This is the stupidest thing that you could possibly do. Right. Right. Why? Because when you go get that booster shot, what are you telling your body to do? Make more, more spike proteins. proteins. Exactly. Billions and billions of them. Right. And so when your immune system sees this, it says, wait a second. I already dealt with this spike protein. That's right. I had antibodies against it, and I have the memory to quickly remake antibodies and stop this from happening. Where are these billions of spike proteins coming from something is seriously wrong so i'm going to activate what's called the complement cascade Mm. now the complement system is 15 quintillion proteins of various varieties that are circulating in your blood and in your lymph and bodily fluids at all times they're always there it's part of that god-given innate immune system that we Mm -hmm. talked about god gave this to you Mm -hmm. and so when this thing is activated it's literally like taking one match lighting it 
and throwing it into an entire box of matches. I mean, it takes off and it takes off like crazy. And what it does is it attracts numerous white blood cells to all cells of the body now that either have those spike proteins attached or are making spike proteins. And as we talked about, this is hyper-inflammatory. And this is some of the cytokine storm that you mentioned about. Because when those white blood cells get there, they start to secrete these cytokines, which are very Mm -hmm. toxic. And they will destroy all tissues around those cells. Mm -hmm. That's what the body is trying to do because it wants to get rid of these spike proteins. That's right. And when this happens in the heart, and it does happen in the heart, because the linings of those blood vessels in your heart and the myocardial tissue itself has ACE2 receptors. And so it's, it's happening there. And so there is going to be tissue destruction. Mm-hmm. And that's called myocarditis. Mm-hmm. Myocarditis is permanent. It causes scar tissue that is not going to go away. It is permanent. But what's dangerous and deadly about myocarditis is it interrupts that normal flow of electrical energy through your heart that keeps your heart beating in unison and so what happens is you end up getting what are called fibrillations or arrhythmias Mm -hmm. in your heart sometimes you don't even know this is happening Mm. they are asymptomatic you might feel a little flutter in your chest Mm. something like that but the key is when you put your heart under stress like on the soccer field or the basketball court, mm. your heart can shut down because those those electrical impulses that are trying to rapidly increase your heartbeat now mm-hmm. to uh, cope with the additional stress that you've put on your body, it's not going to be able to do that uniformly. Mm-hmm. This is going to create a deadly ventricular fibrillation or arrhythmia, yeah. and these people are going to drop dead mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. That's part of the problem now did they show have they i mean has anybody done any studies or autopsies on these people that are dropping like this these athletes that i don't know you know i mean that would be interesting to find out because we don't you don't hear anything about it but come on these people are are healthy they're young they're in their you know 20s or 30s and they're dropping dead exactly and you would talk about the ace2 inhibitors you know you know well you talk about the ace the ace2 receptors being involved in this where you know, like blood pressure medication is ACE two inhibitor. So what? That's right. how that how it lowers the blood pressure, right? So it inhibits those ACE two receptors. Where versus this, is is doing the opposite, causing right. a rise. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. And so, and and just just the myocarditis is only part of it because as we talked about, there's also that that microclotting that's going on. Mm-hmm. And the size of the blood vessel is going to be decreased because the blood pressure cannot be properly controlled. Those blood vessels are going to be constricted rather than dilated. Mm -hmm. All of these things come together to create that perfect storm. And that's where people are going to start dropping dead. And that's the SADS, the Sudden Adult Uh, Death Syndrome. Come on. Now, you know, when I heard that, I was like, are you kidding me? Here they go. They had SIDS. Now they got SADS. You know, SIDS, folks, was sudden infant death syndrome after uh, childhood vaccination uh, that usually happened. I think the majority, Kevin, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, happened within 14 days of vaccination uh, of the child. And and then there was a high spike of 
causing these um, it's causing acute respiratory arrest I, I believe if that's that's how it happened and they thought that they were telling people don't put your babies down face down in the bed and so forth meanwhile it had nothing to do with the position of the baby no it had to do with these vaccines yeah. right and it's just well you know you, you see this def- deflection and one of the ones that we struggle with the most we're just just can't believe it all of a sudden buses and they're advertising the children have heart attacks too, and, right. and now they've come out with medications for those. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And you're starting to say, and then and then they're putting something in that medication that's actually in case they know they're going to have myocarditis. You know, why would they have cardiac heart meds? I mean, these are all things that they're doing because they know what they were going to be doing. You know, and this is the can of worms that the the crimes against humanity here are really off the charts there's just no way to really wrap your head around this and myocarditis and heart disease and a lot of this stuff uh certainly could be why and they're not going to diagnose it for what it is they'd no. rather call it what unknown yeah right and they'll blame it on other things too uh, i just saw a study somebody just sent it to me this morning where they were saying that some of this sudden uh, adult death syndrome could be tied to air pollution Oh okay. my goodness! Yeah, so yeah, you talk about the stuff they spray in the sky, or you just talk about natural pollution? natural natural air pollution, or whatever, wherever it comes <laughs> yeah, from. It's just but. gotten really bad. It's also global warming too. Don't forget that. Yeah. Right? So they they will. They so will, those of us that had you know gasoline cars are killing everyone, and um, they will they will const- yeah, okay. they will constantly try to divert your attention. Look oh, o- look absolutely. over look over here. Look at this. Oh yeah. See, they're they're like they're like magicians. They are. They are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the whole the whole thing is so is so nefarious and uh, it's criminal it's it's it, 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 the activities that they're that they're up to here are absolutely criminal i'll just i'll just give you one idea of how deep this criminality goes in order for pfizer to get fda approval they had to go through a trial right mm-hmm. they get to pick who's in the trial and they get to uh, eliminate people from the trial as mm-hmm. they as they want to, mm-hmm. and then they compile all of the data to make it look like how they want it to look, and then they sell this to the FDA, <laughs> and make it look like this thing has ninety five percent effectivity yeah. of preventing this disease. Now, how do they how do they do that? They do that by watching what happens to people for about two months after they got the shot. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. That's that's as long as they look. Yep. 2 months. They yep. don't look they don't look any further than that. And the only thing they're looking for is who got covid symptoms or not. And if more people in the placebo arm got covid symptoms than the people in the shot arm, the ones that actually got the product, then they say it's effective. And in this particular trial, it was eight people in the uh, in the arm that got the shot versus uh, 160 some in the placebo group. And so they divide those numbers together and say, well, there's a 95 percent difference there, so it's 95 percent effective. But yeah. the the trial had over 44,000 people in it. Yeah. They don't tell you that part. So when you look at the the real level of supposed protection against symptoms it's nowhere near 95 percent it's way way down there and then when you when you take it beyond that two months and you start looking and see who actually got covid symptoms 
Who's getting the COVID symptoms? People that got the shot. We see that now, right? Mm-hmm. And, well, they call, and they call them breakthrough infections. But here's the criminality of it. Breakthrough. After it got FDA approval, it actually it did not get FDA approval. It got emergency use authorization approval that's all it got that's right. what that trial was about to right. get the right. eua now they want fda approval okay yeah they want fda approval so that you know they get the blessing of the fda and now everybody should take it right that's what they're looking for in order to get fda approval you have to submit efficacy data right yeah. safety yes. and efficacy data what did they submit the exact same trial to get the emergency youth authorization. They didn't even do another trial, and they didn't even look at what was happening to people beyond the two months. No. That's how they pushed this thing through. That's criminal. And like you say, only eight people that were good enough to be on the side they wanted, right? Yeah, Yeah, and they get to pick those people. And, you know, people that got really severe... Adverse reactions like uh, Maddie DeGarry, the young the young teenager that ended up in a wheelchair. Right. Yeah. She got pulled from the trial. Yep. Right. They don't even want to talk about her. No, they pulled a bunch of them off the trial. They pulled they, a bunch of them. They have eight up. people that'll never ever, if they're alive, right? All right. Now they're never going to be normal. Here's here's another thing that I that I want to tell you about, and it's going to take a whistleblower to admit this. But I think it's possible that they actually look at these people and they get to pick them. They get to pick who's in the trial. I know they look at everybody to see if they have antibodies. Okay, they have to do that. Okay, none of these people had antibodies, so these are the people that we're going to put in the trial. But do they look at where the real level of protection is at the T cells? No. There's a way that you can do that. Hmm. So they they already understand natural immunity, right? What you're saying they understand natural immunity. Now they look at the T cells after the fact because they're always trying to see if this quote vaccine has the ability to activate and train T cells. Mm. They're looking for that. So if they're looking for it after the fact, Mm. my idea is that they may be actually looking at it before the fact Mm. and making sure that people that do not have that t-cell immunity are the ones that they stick in the placebo arm because those are the ones that are going to get sick right do you see what i'm saying here they can stack the deck entirely they can stack that deck entirely now i can't prove that that's what they're doing it's going to take an insider whistleblower yeah to come out and say yeah we did that but the technology is there. Yeah, of course it and is. There's nobody looking over this. No. Right? No, the the fox the fox is guarding the hen house here. Yeah, the FDA is so corrupt and bought and paid for they by, are bought by and all paid the, for by the drug companies and it's and this whole emergency use authorization. Talk about a trial. They do have a trial for the last two years, right? Under yeah. the EUA, they, they have a bunch of recipients. It's, it's an ongoing trial. That's the thing. Right. And you know, I've looked at all of these shots when, when I wrote the book, and you, you have to look at what's called the vaccine package insert. And mm-hmm. the, vac- the vaccine package insert will have two areas. One, they'll show you their uh, safety and eff- efficacy data, mm-hmm. which got the shot approved. And sometimes they only look at this for like five days. Mm. 
looking for adverse reactions. But then there's another section in that vaccine uh, package insert that's called post-marketing because they are required to track out and see what happens to people after the shot got approval. Mm. And that's where you start to see all of these really severe adverse reactions show up. They hmm. don't show up in the trial that they that they showed to the FAA or the FDA. They don't show up there. Hmm. They show up later after after FDA approval. Yeah, but they poo pooed even their own their own VAR system. I mean, all these yeah. adverse responses, and they 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 poo pooed that. No, well, that's you not make from a the system that you made it. And then you turn around and disavow everything that's in there. Yeah. And then say we're policing something, right? Yeah. See, that's another thing that's that's so criminal about this whole process. When they when they did the emergency use authorization, it clearly states in the EUA that you have to tell the recipient by law mm -hmm. this is not FDA approved. Right. There are side effects that are possible, and this is what they are. Yeah, and they have and they have to list them. But and they then, didn't give them informed consent. No, they didn't give them that. And no. no, they didn't. And then they have to clearly say that you have the right to either accept this or reject it or refuse it. And if you refuse it, it will not affect your ability to be in the workplace, mm -hmm. nor will it affect your ability to get medical care. And what happened? What happened? The exact Pe opposite. Pe yeah. <laughs> yep. People, people that didn't get the shot were turned away from the hospital. Yeah. They wouldn't well, even let them in if they didn't have the shot. Well, you could really see, though, that the president was leaning on businesses to actually be his Gestapo. Exactly. Because he legally cannot mandate everyone get the shot. That's right. He can't do that. But he can ask employers... To force people to get the shot yeah and even then it's still protected under that emergency use authorization everybody had to have informed consent they never got that never got it but you can't make someone take an experimental uh, product no you can't without consent and that was the nuremberg code that they violated right exactly they violated the nuremberg code and also it clearly says that all administrators of this emergency use authorization procedure, all of the administrators are required by law to use the VAERS system. Mm -hmm. Most of them didn't even do that. No, they didn't. And you know why? Because it takes too long. Mm. It takes about they, 30 minutes, right? Doesn't it take about 30 minutes? At least, and it's a complicated procedure. And I also heard from a lot of people say that the system was always backlog and, you know, kicked mm -hmm. you back out and all yeah, this kind crash, of stuff. It was crashing, too. Crashing. Plus, they're yep. saying this one study they did at Harvard, I think it was, about 20 years ago, that showed that it only really captures about 10%, yep. 1% to 10% of yep. the actual events. Yes. That's, that's true. Um, now, I think, well, that, that was actual uh, true data because they did the research on that. But I think since the COVID shot rolled out that uh, the participation in VAERS was higher. Mm. But even so, there's evidence that they messed around with that data. Yes. Because yeah. I've, I've even seen... Even though they've never looked at it. Right. <laughs> Supposedly never looked at it. And it's, and it's so backlogged right now. But well, I, and I've looked into this myself. Each uh, 
report has a specific number attached to it. And I have gone back and looked at uh, some of these past reports, and all of a sudden those numbers are not there anymore. Hmm. So, so I've had two patients that this has happened to. One of them has reported three different times, and suddenly her number is gone. She's not in the system, and there's no explanation. Right. Wow. You know, that's horrible. So uh, it, it's it's frightening because you see some of these people were really reflected. So, and we've run into more more people. Just you know, there's a lot of those interviews that are out there. You know, so yeah. So we were talking about willful misconduct. Earlier. Absolutely. So you know, there supposedly is no liability for everybody involved in this process unless there is that willful misconduct. And we talked about that. The evidence is clear now that people can be hurt by this shot. And they're still forcing it on people, even mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. And that is criminal. There That's, is willful misconduct there. Mm-hmm. So these people are going to be held accountable eventually. It's going to take some time. Well, we we'll, hope so. We'll I mean, the, the biggest problem, obviously, is that a lot of their infiltrates are in the court systems and so forth and trying to get it there. You know. Yeah, it, it really runs deep, mm-hmm. all, of, all of the uh, really corruptions. So as we think about, you know, this so, show really putting out some things about what happened with this pandemic, you know, we need you to understand that there's another pandemic coming. This this whole thing is going to most likely blow out of much more proportion. You can see yeah. how some of the technology that they're doing and, and even the vaccines that they are giving are actually setting us up for failures on the next time around. And you can see all of the, again, the sad, we're going to get into that probably in some other episodes to see how, you know, deep this really goes. But you know, we have an episode back last year of the epic failure. I mean, this was like November of last year. I mean, it was so provable every day, all day long, that this thing is a failure, and yet people are still, you know, on their still fifth, pushing it. Their fifth booster. Yeah. And so, why is that? Because they're still convinced that there is some protection there, and even if they get sick. And Fauci got sick. How many boosters did he have? And Biden got sick. How many boosters did he have? They're going to rationalize this and say, thank goodness I got that shot. Else I would have been sicker or even dead. Well, that's, that's and, how and do I've you prove that? And I've had patients say that to me. Exactly how do you prove those that? Words. How do you prove that? How do you know you would have been sicker if you didn't have a shot? You have no idea. Yeah, so There's they, no proof in that. Yeah, so they, they actually believe that the shot is giving them some protection. But as mm-hmm. we've already talked about on your show here, there is no protection of infection there at all. No. That is clear. The only protection of infection that you have is that cellular protection. Those sentinel cells that are yep. right on that barrier that separates the inside of you from the outside of you. And the mm-hmm. very act of injecting this crap into your body to try to make these antibodies Bypass is them. destroying mm. that level of protection. Mm. It's reducing the numbers of those natural killer cells. It's reducing the numbers of those T cells that mm-hmm. we talked about. But even worse than that, the ones that are left to still try to protect you, they've been blinded. Yes. Because remember I said that these cells have the capability of looking inside of those epithelial cells and seeing what their condition is and seeing if they have viruses inside of them. Those are done with 
what are called uh, toll-like receptors, okay? Hmm. It's a very technical and very involved specific thing that happens. But we know that the injection hijacks those toll cell receptors. Hmm. And so now these big... cells that are supposed to be able to have the ability to, to determine the health of that epithelial layer, they've lost that as well. They're, hmm. they're blinded. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is not good. You know, it's funny when you talked about earlier that the, you think these people think that they're actually getting protection from right. these shots. Right. I, my only argument to that is that they really don't believe that because if they did believe that, they wouldn't force anybody else to get the shot. If you're supposed to be protected, it's always my, my question with yeah. vaccination in general. So if you're protected from the, from, because you're taking a vaccination, why do you care if my kid got one? Right. You know, and if you're so, same with the mask. It was like they, they, when they put the mask on, it was like, well, but, well, you have to wear your mask. Well, why? You have a mask. What do you care? You can wear your mask. Go ahead. But if I yeah. don't have one, why? You're not yeah, protected? Why, why are you worried about me? Exactly. If, if it actually gave you the level of pr- protection that you think it does, right? You, sh- you should have no concern about me whatsoever. And then they infiltrated a church, and they were telling the church to go out and say, to love your neighbor as yourself, you have to take this shot, or you have to wear a well, mask. I'm yeah. like, Let's whoa, be honest. Whoa. If you didn't take this or you didn't wear a mask, you kill grandma. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, grandma wearing a mask doesn't protect her. You know, taking the vaccine. You know, I, I was in line with this, this young lady, and they were down from Connecticut. And, of course, they were down in Florida for the obvious reason. We, we have freedom down here. And, and she's like, well, I just needed to get away from it. Because right. I, I asked her, I said, well, why are you, you know, well, she just came around and said, oh, because people won't take the vaccine. I go, well, I don't understand. If your vaccine works, it would work. Why do I have to take your vaccine for your vaccine to work? Right. You know, and, and you should have seen the look of it. And so I go, let me get this straight. <laughs> yeah. Right. Let me get this straight. The reason, okay, I have to take it is because your vaccine failed. Well, why, if it failed for you, why would I take it? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not, you know, I mean. Not, none of this makes any sense. And this is all part of what's called mass formation. Yes. And mm-hmm. I actually and had. Cognitive dissonance. I, <laughs> I, I, had, I had the privilege of meeting and talking in person with Matthias Desmond. Right. The guy who wrote the book right. on mass formation and how this is all involved in totalitarianism. Yes. Oh, gosh. And that's exactly where we're headed. Yes. And, mm-hmm. you know, some of the things that he was talking about is the more ridiculous the measures that they impose on people is the more people are willing to do it. Yeah, wow. One mask. No, not two masks. Now, three masks. Don't put the three masks on. You got to have three. Get, get some spittle in there. So, one shot. No, two shots. Three. No, four. Yeah, Crazy. See, when, when does it ever end? And people are still willing to do it. Why? Because they think they're protecting fellow human beings that's right Mm -hmm. they're not they're actually making it far far worse because what do we what do we know now who are the quote super spreaders right the The people who got the shot that's right yep Yep. well you know when you when you break this down it's just like i was saying you look at john hopkins i mean that study really proved 
that virtually every part of what they told us to do was wrong. You know, the Amish people did so much better than Americans, it wasn't even funny. You have Israel versus Palestine. I mean, Palestine was so much better. We were in the the, the high 20s, you know, not quite Mm. 30 in the world. So, you know, if you want to be successful, but these are the facts, and this is what I've really come into. I was debating this with a friend of mine, and he, he, of course, he believes that a lot of what the mark of the beast, he doesn't put too much in that it's really anything to it. He just thinks this is all about worship. And I said, well, did you ever read that part of the Bible where the beast comes up with an image? And then suddenly this image starts to be able to talk. Okay. So what? that's a talking picture. Yeah, right. we have one in our house. Right. It's called a television set. <laughs> and we sit down and we love to watch. I mean, I'm, my wife and I love to watch television. But you tell me how that's not a fulfillment. And this is what I'm telling you. Everybody that has mass formation psychosis is watching television. They cannot. You look back to Hoover when he said that the average person cannot wrap their head around a conspiracy this big. They just can't. They go, I'm going to believe my television set. And we are very close to this point in our lives and our humanity where we either believe what's in our Bible or we believe what's on television. Because that's where we're at. And these people have made this. I mean, Fauci the other day said, for pregnant women safe and effective right but <laughs> it, but it's just so strange in their trials going back to their trials uh-huh. when they selected the people in their trials there was no pregnant woman no and and, and there and, and the people in the trials were they couldn't have certain comorbidities that were all healthy and so forth which is ironic and but then we also tell pregnant women not to drink not to smoke but take some of our jungle juice and we'll put it right in yeah. your body yeah. i mean are you out of your mind Yeah, and that's an interesting point, Dennis. None of these trials ever include pregnant women. Right. Because they know that this stuff they put in you will will cross the placental barrier, and it will affect that fetus. Mm -hmm. And this was discovered with the smallpox shot years ago. They, They clearly saw that pregnant women who got the shot their babies were malformed mm. and some of them some of them even died and so they never ever ever put pregnant women in these trials they even tell the people that sign up for these trials don't get pregnant yeah. okay yeah don't don't do that but you know what a bunch of them did get pregnant wow and what happened the data that came out 28 out of 31, I believe it was, that they tracked. Those babies died. Wow. Okay? Those are the ones that they tracked. There were hundreds of others, but mysteriously... Oh, they disappeared. They disappeared. (laughs) They don't have that data. They don't have that data. And this is is coming out of the Pfizer documents that they wanted to hide from us for for 75 years. (laughs) That was... Well, folks, we we are going to tell you that this is, you know, my wife and I, we have lost two children and miscarriages. And I know that a lot of people think miscarriages, but for those of us who have children, we think about one of them not being here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know what I might do if I found out that somebody purposely did this or refused to disclose this. So, we, you know, I promise you, we'll go back and, and hit this one. This is probably the number one makes me so angry, the idea that we may have killed millions of children in the womb. Yeah. 
you know, and nobody is even going to say that. And they knew this when they went forward with that. So, you know, here's what I'm trying to say, and I think that we're all trying to say, and why Kevin is here, because there is another pandemic coming. We know that because this is accomplishing their agenda. It's population control. It's total totalitarianism. I mean, they're totally, it's the access to our bodies that right. they really want. Yep. Once you understand, if you look at the, the Bible says in 1823, Revelations, that it is would be the wealthy international businessmen. If you look at what the wealthy international businessmen are seeing, you will see that they are going to hack us as human beings. Okay, if you look at Noah Harari, right, he is telling you mm -hmm. that how are we going to hack you? We're going to hack you with a vaccine, folks. Right, that's right. Okay, how are we going to what change humanity? Right, we know the God gene is the VMAT2 gene, and we know that since 2005 they've been able to hack your DNA and they can change your VMAT2 gene. And folks, where is your VMAT2 gene? What part of your brain lights up? when your VMAT2 gene is being stimulated by reading scripture or in prayer. It yeah. is right behind your eyes in the frontal lobe of the brain. Mm -hmm. They want to hack your God gene and it's right there and it's stimulated in your forehead. So this is nothing more than mind control. And that's why they're trying to hack us. The idea that we have a soul, even the idea that we have a choice, they don't believe that we have that. Yep. We're yep. just a bunch of lab rats. That's what this is. You look at the 666 patent, the most undercovered thing in the world. Our Bible told us that 666 would be associated. In my entire life, I never thought they would give the whole game away. But if you look at the 666 patent, the 060606, it's a cryptocurrency package, you will see that they are advertising what they're going to do to us. And right. they're going to use a cause. The cause will justify what they want. And you can see here that Kevin has just done a great job at showing us why we need to trust our body, how your body is built with weapons upon weapons right. and fences and, and all these different cells involved and all this ability to recognize and make decisions and, and, and be able to put back the enemy, just right. like in our mm -hmm. lives. And so this comes down to that part where we go, you know, giving someone our right hand has always been symbolic. Mm -hmm. It's a place that, that, that only God can hold. It's okay. a place of trust. And when we trust, you know, our governments and our doctors more than we trust God, mm -hmm. this is the part where we need to distill that there are more problems coming. And that's why, you know, you can see with Dr. Kevin, he has laid a perfect reason why this is all scientific. Scientifically, right. you're looking at this and you're going, why would I take this? Exactly. You know, they mm -hmm. based some things on just eight people that yeah. they got to pick. Eight right. mice. Eight mice. Eight mice. <laughs> Last time. Yeah, yeah right. Can right. you believe that, that article? You eight, see, eight mice. Eight, eight mice. mice. Eight mice. Hey, Doc. I don't know if you saw this the other day, but I texted you this this headline, and uh, it was of on course I saw it. Epoch Times, and, and then it I said, ignored it. <laughs> Government creating a Lucifer race mark to track vaccinations. Right. And then it says semicolon. CDC emits myocarditis risks. 
Absolutely. And then that they say this, the Department of Homeland Security filed a patent for a new product using luciferase, a bioluminescence material that is being proposed to mark people as a way to verify if they had vaccination. Okay. And we know that that's been happening around the world. That's in SM-102, and that has been admitted by Moderna. Correct. SM-102 is the proprietary uh, lipid that's in that Moderna shot. SM-102. The one in uh, Pfizer shot is called um, uh, ALC-315, I believe. But they're both toxic. They're both toxic lipids. But you're right, Dennis. They have the ability to attach luciferase to that SM-102. And the Japanese actually did this in rats. Hmm. And they wanted to see where this, uh, this lipid would go in this, in this Moderna shot in rats. And it went to the ovaries mainly. Oh, my it goodness. It went to the ovaries wow. of the rats. And, they, and our federal government knew this. They saw that information mm-hmm. that came out of Japan before they went ahead and approved this shot to, mm-hmm. to, go in, to go into everybody. They know that it's accumulating in the ovaries, and it's yep. toxic. The liver, the ovaries, the kidney, but yes, definitely the, the, the ovaries and the, and the testes too, right? Doc? Yeah, they knew, they knew all of this. And mm-hmm. this, this is part of the willful misconduct that we've been talking about. They think they're off the hook. They're not. We need to put them back on that hook, yeah. get them on that hook. You know, I had a friend of mine, and he's a good friend of mine, and he told me, he said, you know, Kevin, you're never going to convince me that the mark of the beast is ever going to have anything to do with the vaccine. And I told him, I said, well, first of all, <laughs> They're telling us that that's what they're going to do. And if you look at every single biometric technology, mm-hmm. every magnetic technology to help push this genetic payload, every what did the man call it when he said he was going to change your vaccine? We can fix that. We can fix the VMAT2 gene, right. redo your DNA with a vaccine. Mm-hmm. When, did de- when did vaccines also become genetic therapy? That's what we're talking about here. They're using a vaccine to do every single thing they want to do to us. And if you look at the 666 patent, you can see that all of that is connected to an internet, the 5G, which we never got to. Oh, that's okay. We'll have that's to get a... Dr. Stillwell back here again for yeah. talking yeah. about the 5G. But uh, we've kind of run out of time today. But, uh, Dennis, let me get you to pray us out. And, uh, you know, the the big thing I've already said it is the Bible is very clear that more pandemics are coming. Everybody is declaring that. You need to decide what you're going to do. You need to decide who you're going to trust. You are going to be back in this situation. There is going to be more pressure the next time. If you look at the Rockefeller step plan, they said they were going to release a one percenter. Well, this didn't even do that. Right. Their That's next right. plan is to do something bigger, maybe biblical proportions. Right. So we need to distill in our hearts what we're going to do when we get there. That's right. That's right. Folks, um, just a little scripture, and I'll pray us out, but Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. We all know that. Seven goes on to say, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Verse eight says, it will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. We need to remember that God gives us wisdom so we can have strength to overcome the deception that's around us. Lord God, we want to thank you for this time together with our brother Kevin. We want to thank you for everything you did today, speaking through us. And Lord, we hope that this message goes out and helps open the eyes of those out there that listen to it. 
and spread this message far and wide to everyone that they know. In Jesus' name. Amen. And thanks, Doc, for coming. We appreciate you. My pleasure. God bless you. Hi, everyone. This is Alex. And Dr. Dennis is going to tell you all the science behind what I'm about to tell you. And Kevin might be able to, too. I'm not. I'm just going to tell you my own personal experience with using ProTandem. So my hair, because of my thyroid, has not grown in years. But I thought, you know, I'm just going to get serious about taking ProTandem, the Trisynergizer, all three, and see how it goes for a few weeks. And my hair growth was noticeable, not just to me, but to Kevin and also to uh, one of my beauty gurus. She noticed that my hair is growing back stronger and it's growing back faster. My hair hasn't grown in years. I mean, as a woman, that's not what you want, right? So I'm so happy to have my hair growing again. I'm not making this up. I wouldn't tell you something that I didn't really believe in and I believe in this. Also, I have a great story about my dog. Kevin ran over our dog broke his hip poor baby I had to throw him under the bus here and um that dog because of that has some osteoarthritis in that hip and every now and then it's noticeable he'll start limping and not stepping on that leg and I thought you know what I have some pet tandem in the cabinet let me just try giving it to him because I'd had it for a little bit and didn't give it to him so I gave him um according to his weight two of the pro tandem tablets and the next day you normally he'd be like that for a week or two you know even with some other supplements but the next day after taking the protandum he's been using that leg and he has not been doing that since it's kind of amazing so i highly recommend it and we'll have a link for it in case you want to check it out for yourself on the show notes thanks you guys Thank you to our loyal subscribers and listeners. We really appreciate you guys. And we want to let you know about SupernaturalJunkies.com. If you sign up for the newsletter there, you'll be the first to know about anything that's happening with us, any events we might be doing. And also Kevin's book, The COVID Beast, is out now and available on Kindle. You can get that on our website. And the Audible version, as well as the softcover book, should be out in a few weeks from now. Signing up for that newsletter will get you in the loop to be the first to hear about it. We're also going to be coming out with SupernaturalJunkies.com gear with that cute cartoon logo. Because some of you have been asking about that, we're going to have it on mugs, t-shirts, and hoodies, as well as stickers and magnets. If you want in on that, like I said, sign up for that newsletter. Also, if you love our podcast, we would really appreciate it if you could write us a review on any of the platforms you listen on or share this with anyone you think might be interested. I know we harp on it all the time, but that's because that review helps us get found. It helps boost us on the algorithm. And that's why we're always asking. So, because we don't have a lot of reviews right now. So that would mean the world to us. Once again, we appreciate you guys. So grateful for you. Thank you and have a blessed week.